welcome to the Breezy Babies podcast where we talk about all things boobs, babies, and breastfeeding. This is episode 47, Maternal Mental Health and Breastfeeding. I'm Bree, the IBCLC, and I made Breezy Babies with you in mind to help ease your transition into parenthood. Becoming a parent changes your life in every way imaginable. Bumps in the road are going to come up as you move into your new role, but my goal is to help smooth out those bumps and help you become the most confident parent you can be. With good education and support, I know you can meet your breastfeeding and parenting goals. Let's do this together. Hey, 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 friend. How are you? How was your weekend? If you're here in the United States, we just celebrated Mother's Day weekend. I think that's just a holiday that we (laughs) celebrate here in the United States. But I know I have listeners and followers all over the world, so it may not have just been Mother's Day weekend for you. But either way, I hope you had a great weekend, whether you are hoping for a baby, expecting a baby, just had a baby, (laughs) wherever you're at in your journey of motherhood. I hope that you had a great weekend and I am back in my recording closet to bring you another great podcast episode. This is a topic that I have had on the back burner for quite some time. I really wanted a a, a mental health professional to talk on this topic And I do still have plans to have someone on here who is a therapist or more trained in mental health than I am, but I wanted to not ignore this topic in the meantime, because there is a really strong correlation between your mental health and you meeting your goals with breastfeeding. Now, while I am not a therapist and I cannot talk you through your mental health difficulties, I am an expert on breastfeeding. So I wanted to talk just how your mental health really goes hand in hand with you meeting your goals with breastfeeding. And if you love this topic and you want to learn more about mental health, then just always send me a message, girl, and tell me that you would love to hear more on the topic of mental health for future episodes. And I will keep trying to get somebody here who is a therapist who can talk more about this. But I am excited for this topic because I know that it is much needed. Mental health is something that is often pushed to the side, is something that's not talked about. But I know from my own experience and talking with all of you and talking with friends and family that transitioning from pregnancy to postpartum is rough. There's a huge shift in hormones. You have a new baby to take care of. You are likely not getting as much sleep as you are needing for your body to function. You may have a hard time finding the time to put good, healthy foods into your body. And it's just a tricky, tricky transition. So this is going to be really good. I know you're going to learn some tips today to help you transition um, a little bit more smoothly 
into your breastfeeding goals and um, and how things like depression and anxiety can be so closely related and tied to that. So I am going to start with my top three tips first. But before I do that, I just want to say a huge thank you to everyone who came to my most recent Mother Love sponsored workshop. It was such a fun time. This workshop was a little bit different because it was more of an open Q&A where I came prepared with some topics, but mostly I just left it open um, for all of you to ask whatever questions you wanted. And it was so much fun. I always love being able to connect with you. And especially when I can see your faces (laughs) and hear about the circumstances you're going through and the specific questions that you have that you need some support on to get through so that you can still meet your lactation goals. And it just was such a good time. I am looking forward to more in-person interaction in the future now that COVID, at least here in Utah, really seems to be ramping down with, um, you know, restrictions and being able to gather together and all that sort of thing. But in the meantime, I still love connecting with you virtually. I love hearing that you are loving this podcast. So many of you send me messages and say, I listen to every single one of your episodes. And I just love that. And of course, the best way that you can give me a little thank you for this podcast is to just leave me a review. It takes two minutes. So easy. You just open up Apple Podcasts, you leave a review, you click submit, and that's it. (laughs) And that helps so much with other mamas to find this podcast um, so that it can help them in their journey as well. All right, you ready for the top three tips in maternal mental health and breastfeeding? I'm going to go through these top three tips with you, but I'm not going to spend a ton of time on these because I want to kind of talk you through a, a study that has been done on maternal mental health and breastfeeding. And so we're going to talk through that. And then at the very end, I want to share some mom wins with you. I've been asking for mom wins and you delivered. I have so so many to share. So we're going to leave, end it with that because it's just going to be so positive and uplifting. And I want to leave you on a high note. So you're feeling good when you are done listening to this podcast, when, (laughs) while you've been breastfeeding or folding laundry or driving in your car, doing whatever you've been doing while you've been listening to this. So here's my quick top three tips on maternal mental health and breastfeeding. My first one is you can get through any bump in the road with some good support. Okay. Any bump in the road, whether it has to do with your maternal mental health or even your lactation journey, bumps in the road do come up. Sometimes unexpected things like mastitis can happen, a stressful situation that decreases your supply. Sometimes Um, you get pregnant before you were planning and that makes finishing your breastfeeding journey with your other baby tricky, but listen, you can get through any bump in the road with some good support. If you need 
help with your mental health, you can reach out to a therapist. And there's so many that now do virtual consults, just like so many IBCLCs who can help you with your lactation questions virtually as well. So that's the really cool thing about COVID. Tip number two is every drop of breast milk counts. Every single drop. It's not all or nothing when it comes to breastfeeding. It's not exclusively breastfeeding and not one drop of formula (laughs) or 100% formula and there's no in between. No, 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 no. There's so many different things that work for different families, whether it's by personal choice or maybe because of health reasons, you are not able to exclusively breastfeed and have a full milk supply that's okay. You can combo feed. You can give some breast milk, some formula. You can give some of your own breast milk and some donor milk from your sister or a trusted friend who has donated breast milk to you. The options are endless. (laughs) But again, just know that Every single drop of breast milk is significant and that is so important to your baby. Tip number three is you are the perfect parent for your child. Do you believe that? I think I say that a lot on this podcast, but you are. You are the perfect, perfect parent for your baby. You are exactly what they need. Even when you show up imperfectly, that's what they need at that time to learn whatever lesson they are needing to learn in their life. So there you have it. Um, Again, those were, you can get through any bump in the road with support. Every drop of breast milk counts and you are the perfect parent for your child. I hope you truly believe each one of those. I want to talk to you about a really cool case study that I found. And this was done in 2014. So it's a little bit older, but this is a really good one because can I just tell you the truth? The amount of studies, the quality of studies, um, pretty much anything when it comes to studies on lactation are severely lacking. There is just not a lot of money in it. There actually have been way more studies done on bovine milk. Um, I'm talking like cow's milk because there's a lot of money in selling cow's milk. So they have done more research on cows lactating and cow's milk than human milk and breastfeeding. Isn't that the craziest thing? But it just follows the money, right? Wherever the money is, that's where the studies are being done. And unfortunately, there's just not a lot of money to be made when it comes to breast milk. So I know this is a little bit of an older study, but it's a really good one. And it really focuses in on the relationship of maternal mental health and breastfeeding. So this was a study that was done on 58 mothers and they were split into two groups. There was one group that were unsuccessful with breastfeeding. That was the case group. And then there was a second group that was successful with breastfeeding. And that was the control group. So this was, this study was actually completed in Iran. 
So a little bit of a different culture than in the U.S., but overall, you know, when when it comes to lactation, when it comes to breastfeeding, um, these findings are universal to to any mom in the world because really there's not a whole lot of variation when it comes to making breast milk and providing breast milk for your baby. And so um, this study just aligned perfectly with what I wanted to talk to you about today. So the first thing that I wanted to share that this study found is how important it is for you yes, you, to be screened for depression during your pregnancy and in the postpartum period. So that's a big length of time because you're pregnant for about nine months, could be less, could be more. And your postpartum period lasts for a year after you have your baby. It's a full year. That postpartum period is not just the first couple of days after birth or weeks or months. No, it's a full year after you give birth to your baby. So I just recently went to my 16-week appointment at my midwife's office, and they had me fill out a form, which was a screen, uh, screening tool for depression. So... Um, is that something that they offer at your healthcare provider's office as well? If not, it's something that you can still bring up with your healthcare provider, whether they screen you for it or not. It's still a conversation that you can have if you are feeling like things aren't totally <laughs> feeling right with you. If you're having a hard time coping, if you're having a hard time doing everyday activities or finding joy in things that you used to find joy in. Those would all be little signs to watch for. So, so not only is it important to screen for depression, but they also found that the influence of you being screened for depression has a huge bearing on whether you meet your breastfeeding goals or not. Okay. So let's dive a little bit deeper into this. So, We're going to back up a little bit and talk about breast milk and they go over some of this in the study, which by the way, I'm going to link all of this in the show notes. If you want to look at this study uh, for yourself with your own eyes, I will link it um, so that you um, can have access to that. So in the study, of course, they talk about how breast milk is the best source of energy for all babies. It provides the optimum source of nutrition It's what um, babies need to grow, and it also offers great protection from infectious diseases and allergies, okay? These are things that we know about. We do know that breast milk is the perfect food for human babies. Now, on the flip side, babies who are not breastfed are at an increased risk for things like um, risk of morbidity and mortality. Um, they are more likely to have respiratory tract infections. Um, things like dermatitis, childhood asthma, type 2 diabetes, obesity, sudden infant death syndrome. Um, these are just some things we know. So, of course, we know that breast milk, providing breast milk, whether it's straight out the breast or pumping and giving breast milk, 
is so, so important. But did you know that how long you breastfeed your baby matters? The longer period of time that you breastfeed and the more frequently that you breastfeed, that really maximizes the health benefits of breast milk that I just described a second ago. So the standard of care that we would really like all babies in the entire world to get to is to exclusively breastfeed for the first six months of life. That means nothing but breast milk for the first six months of life, unless your baby gets sick and needs a, needs a medication for some reason. Of course, something like that um, would not <laughs> X out your exclusive breastfed status, <laughs> but it just means for the first six months of life, we would love for all babies in the entire world to be just getting breast milk for their nutrition. And the reason for that is because those moms and those babies have the best outcomes. Now, even though I've described all this, we know that breast milk is great and these babies have the best outcomes and we want everyone to exclusively breastfeed for six months if possible. Can you believe that less than 40% of babies in the world are exclusively breastfed until six months. Less than 40%, less than half of the babies in the entire world make it to six months of exclusive breastfeeding. Okay, and of course, sometimes there's things that prohibit this that we can't control, but hopefully you're listening to this and you lit a fire under you (laughs) to get to your goals, whatever they are. Um, because this is something that that really matters. And if it's your goal, then you should stick with it because it's not just something that only matters to you. This is something that matters um, to your baby as well. So now let's talk about how, okay, of course, breast milk is important, but let's talk about how it also can be related to perinatal mood disorders how one can affect the other. Now I say perinatal because you can have things like depression and anxiety even before your baby is born. And what they found is that moms who do have depression and anxiety before their baby is even born, they were more likely to breastfeed early and not meet their breastfeeding goals. And then to add on to that, Moms that did not meet their breastfeeding goals were also at a greater risk of postpartum anxiety and depression. (laughs) Does that make sense? I mean, it's kind of like adding fuel to the fire. Like, oh, you were feeling depression and anxiety before your baby is born. Now you haven't met your goals and now you're feeling even more depressed and having more anxiety because you didn't meet your breastfeeding goals. So it can kind of play off of each other. One can lead to the other and it can kind of just exacerbate itself and make it even worse. So you can already see that the two are related. Maternal mental health and exclusive breastfeeding are hundred percent connected. So moms who do display symptoms of anxiety, stress, depression are more likely to not meet their breastfeeding goals. And in addition to that, again, if you do not meet your breastfeeding goals, then you are at a higher degree of depression and anxiety later on in the postpartum period. 
Why is this? Well, one reason is because when you breastfeed, you develop a strong sense of knowing what your baby needs. You know how to respond to their cues. And what they think from this study is that that might decrease your maternal anxiety because you feel more confident looking at your baby and knowing what they need and responding to it in an appropriate way. Another reason why breastfeeding releases feel good hormones, oxytocin. I know I've talked about oxytocin before my favorite hormone. Oxytocin is that feel good hormone, which lowers stress, less stress equals lower risk of depression. Okay. So there you have it. That is how breastfeeding and maternal mental health are completely related. One can lead to the other and they are connected in more ways that you may have even thought about before listening to this podcast. So again, I will list um, the link if you want to go and check out this um, study with your own eyes. But before you go, I want to share some mom wins with you. Are you ready for this? You all sent in the best mom wins. And I know this is going to lift your day. I asked for mom wins, whether they were small or big. I wanted to hear them all because even a small win is huge when you are a mom. And I'm going to add in pregnant or postpartum. (laughs) Any small win feels huge to you. Okay. So Emily sent in that she made her bed every day this week. Good job, Emily. Jen Doe says she changed her diet. She feels more energized and has lost four pounds of postpartum weight. Oh my gosh, that's so amazing. Deandra 22 um, swam laps in the outdoor pool this morning. First time since before pregnant. Love that. Chelsea R. Morgan said she gave herself a stop time to shut off and relax so important. Vel Well said she found a house to purchase in this awful market. (laughs) You're right. Homes are selling so fast where I live as well. Um, Imani Karami said she started out having an output of one liter per day. Oh, that's awesome. So it sounds like she's able to pump a full liter of breast milk every day. That's amazing. Kathy Joy RN said, my four-year, my four-week-old slept three and a half hours straight last night, his longest stretch yet. Oh my gosh, just that stretch right there. You wake up feeling like a new person. Carlet US said, me and my colleagues said, thank you today. I don't hear it often. So good. An imperfect story. Her baby is one week old. Her milk hasn't come in, but her friend shared some of her freezer stash. Oh, I love that. Engineer, engineer 24. She figured out baby wearing, hoping to get off the couch with baby more will help with mental health. Ooh, I love that. That is perfect for this podcast episode too. Baby wearing is so good. Christy Glenn said, baby stayed asleep in the carrier inside the house and slept for 40 minutes after our walk. Oh, so good. Gracious Melody, having no more pain in my back after using previous PT stretches and techniques. So good. Grace A. Stensland, first pedicure today since COVID and having my baby eight months now. Oh, you deserve that pedicure. Misty Beasley, she went to Costco and didn't kill my new plants. That's so good. I'm not very good at keeping my plants alive. 
at all. Although I do have a small handful that I have managed to keep alive. Um, Samantha Figs, her babe is still exclusive breastfeeding after a six month strike. Oh my gosh. That's so good. By the way, if your baby is going through a nursing strike, scroll back down quite a few episodes. And I have an entire episode with Mikkel Skirvin that talks all about nursing strikes. And as you can see, from Mikkel and also Samantha here, babies can come back to the breast even after a strike as long as six months. So good. Um, McKintron said, third baby, finally successful, seven months exclusively breastfed. My heart is overjoyed by our connection. Oh, I love that. So good. Um, Oh, my mom wrote in this. She said, I woke up on the right side of the bed. Good job, mom. You go. <laughs> Ursula LA, first haircut in one and a half years now that I'm vaccinated. Oh my gosh. I bet that looks so good. So fresh and so new. Nina Frosch, thought my baby was having a nursing strike, but I got my period and she finally nursed. Woohoo. So good. Madeline Cheatwood said, no blowouts or poop on the floor today. Love it. <laughs> Ness C21 said, taking a 15-minute nap and feeling refreshed. You're right. Sometimes it only takes 15 minutes to feel ready to go again. Heather, Heather Rycroft, she cooked dinner this week, even though it was a crock pot meal, 32 weeks and tired. Oh, I feel you, girl. Good work for making dinner. Kate Adent. Um, working out while baby napped and going for a walk to coffee. Oh, that sounds like a little piece of heaven. Abigail, Abigail Brown, 4619, keeping the three-month-old alive and fed for another day. <laughs> You're right. That is a giant, giant win. Vix Barrios made the time to do yoga yesterday. Everything else is failing. Oh, Vix, do you know what? That's all right. Just a little time for yoga. I think that's a huge win. Emily Gibson, all the laundry was washed and folded today for my family of eight. That's not a small win. It's huge. You're right, Emily. That is a huge win. Laundry for family of eight. Coming soon. Stay tuned. Said I forced myself to go on a walk. I'm glad I did. Hashtag PPD, postpartum depression. So good. You're right. Just a small walk is enough to get you fresh and feeling good again. Britton Lindsay said I showered in peace and quiet. Woohoo! Logan Schenick, Schenk <laughs> said she was ready for bed before nine. Oh, you're my top of girl. I love to go to bed before nine o'clock, especially now that I am pregnant. Um, that's all of them. Isn't that so good? Oh, I just loved hearing about all of these mom wins, some big, some small, but they're just so good. So here's my question to you. What was your mom win for today? whatever it is, hold on to that. Feel good about that. You are doing such a good job. I am so grateful that you took the time to come and listen to this podcast today. I hope that you have a great day. I can't wait to chat with you again next week. Of course, I'm going to leave you with you are strong. You are smart. You are beautiful. You are a good friend to all. Have a good one. Bye.